Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. With me today is Scott Ginsberg, and we're talking about yoga. TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini Mo. Joining me today is Scott Ginsberg. He's the author of numerous books, including the one we're talking about today. Hold up the book. 365 daily meditations for on and off the mat, a year in hot yoga. <laughs> you did that really well. <laughs> yeah, I've been practicing. Scott is a TEDx speaker, international business consultant, singer-songwriter, and the world record holder of wearing name tags. Hi, Scott. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Of course, you haven't been on this show. You've been on another show that I did, but you haven't been on this show yet. So let's just get the name tag thing out of the way for my viewers who don't yet know about you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been wearing a name tag for 6,337 days, which is about 18 years. And I got it. It's right here somewhere. And yeah, it started out as an experiment that I did in college. And I had no idea that it would ultimately create my career, but that's yeah. what happened. And so I've spent the past few decades uh, creating a lot of different art projects and media and um, books and all, all kinds of other programs around the name tag, what it symbolizes and how that's been useful in my and other people's lives. It's really cool. <laughs> and former record holder to current record holder. Yeah. You go keeping your record going. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, okay. So I really enjoyed you. I, well, I normally would say I really enjoyed your book, but I am enjoying your book because yours is not a book that's meant to be digested in a, in a day or in a week. It's really a, a, a savoring book for a year. Sure. And viewers, if you didn't want to be involved with yoga before this book, this book will get you into it. it it's yeah. really a good testament. So talk to me a little bit about yoga, how it's impacted your life and why it's important for like our audience is executives and C-suite leaders and entrepreneurs and business owners. So why is yoga important for those folks? Yeah. I mean, my yoga journey started in the hospital. Um, unfortunately, when I was 26, I had a, a sporadic pneumothorax, which is a collapsed lung. Ah. Uh, not pleasant. And my theory is anytime you're in the hospital and there's a tube breathing for you, you probably have a lesson to learn. <laughs> yes. And uh, there were many lessons that I learned in my uh, morphine-induced stupor, but the biggest one was um, having a, a healthier relationship with my breath, and especially because my lung was compromised, I had to get a yeah. sense of um, how, to, how to get that back, and there was a lot of ways I did it. There was meditation, therapy, uh, hypnosis, all those sort of usual suspects. And eventually, yoga came into the picture as an amazing tool to help me reconnect with my breath. And uh, I've been doing it now for about 11 years, I think. And it's, it's been so transformative in so many ways that, you know, we can talk about later. But, um, you know, my whole recommendation for people, executive, C-suite or otherwise, is not that you should do yoga. That, that's the last thing that I'm trying to preach, because I, I've I've kind of given up trying to tell anyone to do anything because it doesn't work. They don't so, listen. <laughs> no, no one does. And, and the more you recommend it, the less they like you. So what, I've, what I challenge people is to think about what is a practice that helps you reconnect with your body, your breath, your mind, or whatever um, that you can do on somewhat of a regular basis that you can keep returning to 
like go to back to that same place each day or each week um, and find something new each time. That's what the book's about. That's what yoga is about to me. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. It doesn't have to be yoga there. And, and, you know, there are many different kinds of yoga, uh, but, but, um, but there are these fun mobility exercises and I find it all reconnects you with, Oh, I'm a little tighter on this side than on that side. And Oh, that hip is a little different than the other one. So interesting to do. What is it about that? Because my experience is that it makes me more mindful, thoughtful, aware, reflective. And you talk about that in the book that yoga makes you very reflective. Why do you think that is? Well, I'm pretty reflective anyway, but I, I think yeah. a lot of people are going to find the same thing. And whoa, we're having a blizzard right now, and it's one of the um, snowstorms where it's thundering while it's snowing. So that's what? that's what that was. That was. I've really never cool. experienced that. That's crazy. Oh my god, so spooky! <laughs> yeah, everybody's working from home in my office today. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I think the reflection piece is, is probably both chemical and experiential. I, I'm sure that there's the endorphins and the um, you know the hormones that are excreted while you exercise. That is the same for when you're running or you're in any kind of flow state. So I think the reflection will naturally come um, as a biological response to that. But I also think that experientially, um, the reflection is really powerful because for me in yoga, it's 90 minutes, it's 105 degrees, it's sweaty, it's hot, it's intense, and you know people are everywhere. And you, you just can't help but be confronted literally with a mirror of your truth as, as a human being. So you look at your body, you, you see the way you're, you're sort of reacting and, and you learn a lot about yourself. And so when you leave that yoga room 60 or 90 minutes later, um, it's, it's almost impossible not to have some interesting um, insights come to you. You like the hot yoga. Yeah, that's my thing. Uh, it is definitely polarizing. It is not for everybody, but I sweat more than any human being on the planet. So hot yoga is perfect for me because it's the only place where I don't feel shame around my massive perspiration. In fact, it's the opposite. My my friend Josh and I, we have competitions to see who can like have the best sweat angel around their mat. Um, so that that's my thing. That's great. Hot yoga. Just viewers, not great if you're in menopause, not great if you're adjusting, that's, that's you're going to have hot flashes, you know? Well, yeah. all right. <laughs> Personal concerns. Sure. So, okay. I'm going to go rogue and ask you a bonus question. Do you have a favorite day in the book, a favorite meditation? I do. I, I was just talking to my friend the other day about this. Uh, I always pick my birthday in the book as like my favorite day and it's like a little easter egg uh to myself so let me see okay i i just had my birthday a few weeks ago it's valentine's day that's why i'm so hey happy belated birthday yeah thank you so so here it is Uh, this is uh february 14th and i'll just i'll read a quick little piece from it um this chapter is about kinesthetic intelligence and it's about the different types of meditation so I, what, what bothers me about the meditation industrial complex is that there's a lot of shaming for people. Oh, you don't meditate the right way or uh. you don't sit <laughs> Zazen or you don't do TM twice a day for 20 minutes. You suck. You're not mm. good enough. And I don't buy into that. And I think right. that there's so much kinesthetic intelligence that we get through moving meditation. Uh, I, I did stillness meditation for many years. I still do stillness meditation, but I really love the moving meditation from yeah. going to uh, for a walk or swimming or yoga or 
I mean, anything can be a meditation. And I challenge people to redefine the way they view what a meditation or what mindfulness can be and not to get trapped in this like comparison snare of like, oh, well, that guy meditates this way. And, you know, um, uh, the guy that does the 10% happier book, he says, I got to do it this way. So I have to do that. Like, I love Dan Harris. Um, I also love for people to have their own version of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to read? Us? No, I no, just you changed your mind. No, we don't have time for that. I write. Okay. <laughs> I'm very long-winded. It would take way too long. So, <laughs> well, in that case, then hold up the book. Here is the book. Uh, it is called A Year in Hot Yoga: 365 Daily Meditations for On and Off the Mat. Originally, I wanted to call the book Hot Air, but the publisher uh, didn't <laughs> go for that. I thought Hot Air spoke more to my personality, both physically uh, and you know intellectually, but here we are nonetheless. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really great. I mean, this this book is, it's not just my baby because I'm a writer, but this is all about my community. Uh, Yoga yeah. Tribe Brooklyn is where my wife and I are uh, volunteers and regular practitioners. So this is sort of a love letter to all of my teachers and to the owners of our studio and the amazing yeah. um, you know sense of belonging that we have there. That's fantastic. Oh, Scott, thank you for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks, sir. I'd love to have you back anytime. Awesome. All right, viewers, you've seen the book. We're going to have a link down below in the show notes for today so you can get your copy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.